It's gorgeous out. Let's pop some dots. This is the Updog Podcast, a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting. Tune in as your hosts, Tyler Beaton, Jeff Ludicky, Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies. Uh, today we have Tyler and Jeff and Matt. The crew is back together. And on this episode, we are talking about out-of-state hunting trips, and we're specifically talking about the trip that the three of us took last year to uh, north-central Iowa to chase a few roosters around. And with that, um, I think I think the best place to start is uh, how how did we how do we how did this trip come together? Where did it start? Um, how did everybody get involved? And then uh, go from there. Well, it was kind of like a it, it was a trip that you had wanted to do for like two years, I believe, right, Tyler? And the first yes. year just didn't quite pan out. That is correct. But year two, we made it happen. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you're right. I think. Um, how long have we known each other, Jeff? Probably two years. <laughs> Probably two years. <laughs> I think when you when you first wanted to go, I think that was pretty shortly after we had met. I know I met your wife first on a little photo shoot that she did for our family, and then we got together on a pheasant hunt. Shortly after that, I remember it was pouring rain the first time I met you. And pulled up to the parking lot at those public grounds. We're like, yeah, should we go out? Uh, let's try it. Let's not. Yeah, that was that was miserable. Yeah, I don't know what it is about when you and I hunt together, but there's usually terrible weather involved. Yeah, wind, snow, rain. We've yeah. done all of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think I think too when we <clears throat> when we first met, and then we found out that we both like to chase pheasants. Um, uh, you had, and I, I think I had, I had probably professed my, my dream of, you know, taking an out of state trip, probably to Iowa. Cause it's just, it's close enough uh, and easy. And there's, there's actual wild birds there, uh, because there's none in Southeastern Wisconsin. Um, you're like, if you ever want to, if you ever, if you're going to make that happen, let me know. I'll be happy to go. I was like, okay, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. Um, mm -hmm. and that's, uh, uh, that was the idea the formation. And then, I had asked, do you remember what time of year I asked you? Was it early? Uh, was it like it summer? Be, it was either spring or summer, I think. Yeah, I, I don't remember the specifics of it. Okay. But and I know then, initially you had a pretty a pretty big list of guys that you wanted to bring. You know, initially I think it was it was gonna be a big group, is what the goal was. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and it I turned had, it out to just be three of us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we had yeah. I had a I had a long list and I was like, okay, I knew that some people like weren't gonna make it. I figured we'd get I figured there'd be an easy four would be easy to get. Um and then I asked you and you were like in, and then I feel like I kind of kicked the can down the road for a while. I feel like I didn't yeah, I didn't yeah, do I a would lot. Say you probably procrastinated on it just a time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then so the other so the other thing is too is I'm talking a lot here, but you two have taken a lot more out of state hunting trips than I have. I mean, Matt, you take one or two every single year. Yeah, yeah. It's been three or four this last year. So yeah, I do hunt out of state quite a bit. Different states. Yeah. I usually have uh Wisconsin, Iowa, Tennessee, 
and then Arkansas is technically a free license. So the last couple of years, I've held three or four licenses um, through throughout. And that's all waterfall, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how how early do you start, or how far ahead do you start planning those trips? So the one to Tennessee with my dad, that real foot one is, you know, we leave that year and tell the guide, see you next year, same date, same time, and we've said that for whatever eighteen years now, nineteen years. So it's pretty well set up and the same thing with the house it's just you know you tell the the owner like hey same book us same date same nights next year so you know it's it's just a matter of getting your gear out a couple weeks before for that trip um the arkansas one that i've been on the last three years we've basically booked dates the spring before so like april may maybe for the following february so you've got quite a time but you got to kind of pick your dates early okay okay yeah uh Okay. And then, and then Jeff, you've done a, you've done a bunch of out-of-state pheasant hunting trips, correct? I wouldn't say a bunch. I've been to North Dakota two or three times and then Iowa um, two times as well. So I, not a bunch, but I've done a few. And uh, how, how early did you start planning those trips? Oh, well, the, the, I should say all of them with the exception of this last trip, I really didn't have to do a whole lot of planning. We were fortunate enough to hunt probably 95% public or sorry, private land, not public land. So it was basically show up. We knew there was birds there, um, start hunting. So it really wasn't a whole lot of planning. This Iowa trip was definitely a learning experience for me when it came to scouting and trying to find spots and find these roosters on public land. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to that here in a couple of minutes. (laughs) Um, all right. So I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like I kicked the can down the road and then it got to be like mid to late summer and it was still just the two of us, Jeff. Yeah, it was. And we had my buddy Joe who decided that, uh, he wanted to come with and was all set. And thanks to COVID, um, his son got that a few days before we had planned to leave. He couldn't join us, unfortunately, but Yeah. And it was just the two of us. (laughs) Then it was back to the two of us. And I was like, Hey, wait a second. There's this guy that I know from Iowa. I can't believe I didn't, I can't believe I didn't think of him before. I've met him once. We met via social media. I wonder if he'd be interested in going. I wonder how close he is. Yeah. I think you asked me what, like late October, probably. (laughs) Oh yeah. Maybe even late. Like it was wasn't too short a notice like a week before, but it was like, I got to think if I got, you know, if I'm going to take the time off here coming up soon. Um, but yeah, it was well worth the trip with you guys. Yeah. At one point I really, I really didn't think it was going to happen. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) So much doubt, Jeff. Well, no, and it wasn't just for that. It just, it just seemed like everything that could have went wrong before the trip was going wrong when it came to kids getting sick and, the wives trying to get us to stay home and people dropping out with COVID and all kinds of stuff, but it was, we made it yeah. work. We, we, we did. Um, yeah. And it's, fu- it's funny too. We, um we changed dates too. Do you remember that? We did. Yeah. Uh, we did. Cause I was this like, Oh, I want to go earlier, the right? first week. Yeah. First weekend in December. And then we were like all set up and we we're going to, we were going to book the book, the Airbnb we stayed at. And then you messaged me and said, hey, uh, that's actually the first 
week of uh or that's like the gun deer opening weekend i don't know if that's their first gun season or second gun season in iowa first you're like we both have red dogs that does not feel like a smart idea yeah and i really didn't think anything of it until i was texting my buddy whose uncle lives out in the fort dodge area um, and he said, ah, you guys might want to reconsider that date. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be walking around during that time if I were you, especially with the red dogs. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be good. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, and then, um, so we, we then, I mean, so as far as location goes, how do we end up, how do we central on North central Iowa? Like, how do we, how do we pick that? How do we I think pick the our big spot? thing for me, you know, I, I always like to look at the roadside surveys. Um, so I had been keeping an eye on those surveys for the past few years in the Iowa area. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with those, but a lot of states, you know, put out these roadside surveys and try to get bird counts and they show you the different hot spots around the states. Um, and then, you know, how much of a percentage increase or decrease it was from the previous year. Um, and one thing that I found was actually pretty interesting is that the postal service are usually the people that do the roadside counts. And I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I mean, they're driving around. It's the perfect yeah, person like to, the, yeah. to do the roadside counts. So that's primarily who they use. I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I've heard. So, yeah, I think it was just looking at the roadside surveys and then kind of going from there. And then, um, I'm mad. You live in Iowa. Do you look at the roadside surveys every year? I know you're more of a waterfall guy, but I have the last couple of years only just out of sheer interest and, in, you know, talking to people that pheasant hunt quite a bit more than me. I mean, I hunt sure. fairly local and there's not a ton of birds. First of all, there's not a lot of public land, um, which makes it difficult, but it is just kind of interesting to watch those. I mean, I, I kind of watch it like I do the waterfowl surveys at the WMAs to just see what's kind of going on weekly. And then the, the roadside surveys kind of early in the year, just to what to expect of at least locally, like, Hey, could there be more or less around me potentially this year? That's kind of what I eyeball it with also looking at the rest of the state. So yeah. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Like you met Matt, you mentioned that there's not a lot of public land by you. That was one of the other factors that kind of went into where we chose, you know, we, we found the roadside surveys found the hotspots around the state. And then we looked at the hunting atlas that the Iowa DNR website has and tried to find an area with a cluster of public land. You know, that was a big thing for us. Yeah. Cause this was a hundred percent public land DIY trip. So that's, right. that's the, the purpose of that. And then I think, um, and then you were also on the Airbnb train, Jeff, you were, you were like, Oh, you were like sending me places to stay you know, um, until it was like, okay, till it got down to, you know, the last minute, I was like, okay, well, we got to book a place like now. Right. Um, yeah. I think we found so, a pretty cool place too. And it, it seemed location wise, it was kind of centralized right where we wanted to go. I mean, we went North, we went South, we went West. I think the only direction we didn't go was East with the exception of on the way there. Um, but yeah, we had a pretty nice central location, I think. I think the biggest thing with that Airbnb too is, I mean, short of us each getting our own hotel room, potentially, I mean, we had four, three dogs and a puppy, you know, at an Airbnb. That's a pretty, that's a pretty willing, uh, renter there, you know, for sure. Yep. And that was the big thing when we rented that place. Cause I had read in the reviews that they had chickens that roamed free <laughs> around their yard. <laughs> I messaged, I was like, uh, so what's the deal with these chickens? We have a bunch of dogs coming. They're very bird crazy. 
I don't know if this is such a good idea, but luckily they were nice enough to put the chickens in the coop while we were there. Because <laughs> I have yeah. had that. My dad's GSP chased down a chicken on a farm we were staying in North Dakota and killed it. <laughs> so my dad had to pay for the replacement chicken. <laughs> we did we only yeah. wanted to spend our money on on fried chicken right after we yeah. we hunted we didn't want to spend it on uh yeah live alive it was all it was all fun games watching her chase those chickens around oh she won't catch one until she did <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the well so the other thing too with the place we stayed at is it had a it was on like two acres it was in the middle of a town but it was had like two acres so but you could let the dogs out and they could really run around and burn off a little bit of steam. Not, not your dog, Jeff, cause she needs a lot of, a lot of burn off, but at least Matt and I with our, with our labs could burn off a little bit of steam outside. Yeah, it was a cool place. I would definitely stay there again. Um, there was a lot more beds than advertised, which was pretty funny because I know you can't really advertise. Um, there's certain restrictions to those types of things on Airbnb, but it worked out well for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was like, there like eight beds upstairs in the loft mat because it's a restored barn. I think it said you could only sleep like six people, but you could have probably six, slept sleep 20. Sleep upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Matt, would you stay there again? Oh, that was a great spot. I mean, between the yard size, they have no problem with dogs. I mean, it was kind of just a cool lodge place. I mean, I think we watched the Packer game one night. Like it's, they had all the amenities you would you'd ever need there. Minus yeah, we, won't, we won't share too much information, or this place is going to be booked pretty yeah. much the entire pheasant yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> not now. No, we haven't got to the hunting recap yet, so let's not. Yeah, uh, not. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was a cool place. Uh, would well, let me before we. Let's save this 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 next question toward the end. So, all right, we booked our place. Um, we knew we were going to go. We had a bunch of spots. We had a, a bunch of spots pinned right on our on our apps, whatever app you use. I think I'm, but we all use uh, Onyx right now. Um, we had we had those marked. We had some ideas, and we're like, okay, it's go time. And Jeff, you mentioned chaos. And then the day of, we're traveling out there and there was more chaos. Oh, you're talking about the, the bridge being shut down. Yep. Yep. I'm talking yeah, about the bridge. Yeah, that was that was a little bit of a setback for us. But thankfully, we decided to turn around. And the, the one bridge within 40 miles that you could cross in Mississippi was closed. Yeah. Um, but we made, we made it across a different way. And yeah. I think we it went, probably cost us what an hour and a half at least. Uh, at least I think I think it was at least two hours. We I mean we sat on the bridge for thirty minutes and you were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna turn around. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. You know, they could clear it. No, they I don't think they clear. I think they it blocked it off. hours later. Yeah, yeah, it was they like hours closed later. Open to the night. Yeah. And the guy that was a little uneasy on bridges, <laughs> Tyler, <That's right. laughs> we're sitting there in the middle of this bridge over the Mississippi, just stopped. And you could feel the bridge shaking in the wind, basically. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is true. Uh, this is true. Uh, no, because we had we had planned to meet Matt. Like we had we had a couple of spots we were looking at um, hunting that afternoon. We were going to drive out half day hunt, um, and then 
because of that, and then we had to turn around, we spent 30 minutes there. We had to turn around, we had to go 40 miles north to the next bridge and then cross and come over. Yeah, it cost us at least two, it was maybe two and a half hours actually. I think so. Yeah, we the got the amount of duck boats that we saw on that oh. on that trip was amazing. I was just in heaven seeing all these duck boats drive by. <laughs> yeah, I should I should have been driving so you could have your binoculars out and like really checked them out, Jeff. You were no kidding. You were, losing. you were not even looking at the road. No, it made me want to buy a new one. That was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we so we 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 picked one of the spots and we eventually we met Matt. It was probably what three o'clock, three thirty by the time we so, got yeah. there. Yeah, it was pretty close to that golden hour that they talk about, right? It was yep. yeah. wasn't far off by the time we actually got hunting. Yeah, and we found the spot, and we found a lot of boot tracks and a lot of feathers, and we're like, "Oh boy, you know, this is not looking so good." And then, um, yeah, we—I don't know what how many birds we put up in that first little spot. An hour of hunting, ninety minutes of hunting, five, six. Yeah, about. I think it was just one rooster, right? Yeah. Yep. And one bird that I called out rooster from a distance i was the furthest one away from that bird i swear i saw a flash of red on that bird and i yell rooster and you guys both look at me what oh sorry it was right it was right in front of me i had my glasses on there was yeah. um, um you know pretty i'm pretty sure it was a hen so we um, thankfully you guys didn't shoot going yeah. off of my call that was very pretty bad yeah yeah matt matt got a matt got a shot though Yep. day one M missed both maybe three times that i shot it <laughs> yeah had to knock the rust off and luckily got choke that tubes, out of, right? yeah, yeah i did i got, changed my choke tubes you know had had a nice conversation with the dog you know apologize and then we did we did hit it pretty good the next day at least so i did, did. I like you, to think i make up made up for it the next day your shooting percentage skyrocketed on day yeah two, that's for sure yeah Let's let, uh, talk about day two a little bit. What did, where did we start? Like, how did we, uh, how do we pick our spots? And then, um, you know, recap, recap the day a little bit. Well, first, I think we was the first yeah, spot, ahead, the man. one with that, the, the Creek through that whole property and it had really steep banks. And we thought we'd hit that cause it was super windy, um, and kind of snowy out in that morning. So we thought we would get some birds tucked up along the sides of that Creek bed. And uh, we kind of pushed that whole property and we were just having birds bump out you know 60 or 100 yards in front of us i think tyler and i maybe had one shot probably a little bit on the on the outside of range there but uh that i mean we, we pushed a lot of birds up in that spot I, we, I think we had the right idea but we would have went about it a little bit different if we were, had a, somebody go up around and block on the opposite side or something but mm -hmm. it wasn't a bad choice of, of location the first spot and that was kind of the disadvantage of just being the three of us, you know, yeah. uh, primarily when I've, when I went hunting in Iowa the year prior, I mean, we had probably a dozen to 15 guys and we had blockers in all the corners and everywhere, you know, those birds had nowhere to go. Um, but with just the three of us, it's, you really have to try to be strategic to keep those birds from running. But yeah, I was excited about that spot. That was, that was a spot that I had on Onyx really early on and just the aerial view of it looked super good you know those buffer strips that run along all those creeks which it seems like every farm in iowa for whatever reason has those drainage creeks running through them um and the buffer strips on each side and just those birds seem to, to want to sit in those that's for sure 
Yeah. You I remember were. I got down in that, in that one yeah. corner, I went down in that ditch and I don't know how many hens I scared out of there. But yeah, one of them you, could have been a juvenile rooster. I, I thought you might have said it was, but I think no, you're the only one. I, Jeff, I think you were the only one who was shouting juvenile rooster at all these birds that were <laughs> flying up there. <laughs> but that was also because you were not anywhere close to any roosters that were flying that day either. No, or my really. dog, my dog seems to uh, be attracted to hens only. You know, she's like a hen pointing machine. <laughs> I don't know what it is, super, but super impressed. Every she, time, like a hard point and a flush, it was always a hen. It was a hen every single time. <laughs> That's why I don't even know. I don't think I shot my gun the first day or the first full day, which would be day two. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't shoot. I don't know. I don't think you did either. But uh, after that spot, though, we 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 drove. I don't know. How, I don't remember how far we drove. We drove to this other spot that looked pretty good on the map. I think we at that point, we kind of we started to figure out a little bit of where, where we wanted to target birds. Um, we were looking at edges. We were looking at, um, you know, different places to get out of the, out of the wind based on the weather conditions. We started, we kind of started to figure it out. It only took like a couple of hunts, like a couple of pushes. Um, and then we started to get into birds and then Matt got into some very large birds. Yeah. I think it was the, it had to be the third or fourth spot we tried that day where there was a, like a, what is it? Those waterfall management spots on either side of the road, and we decided to push the, I guess you'd say, left from where the trucks were parked. Um, it just looked like it had a lot of good cover changes. It had a lot of fence rows. It had those creeks that Jeff had mentioned on the backside. Like it had everything we were looking for. Um, and I mean, we walked for quite a while. We knew we were bumping birds. They were running in front of us that first push, and we kind of hung a left and started going that way. And the dogs were getting birdie the whole time. I think your guys' dogs went up a little bit and Maggie kind of stayed back and just happened to start digging it out. And I knew something was there. And that's that's when that first massive rooster flush and I drilled it towards the fence line there. And yeah, we kind of got, got into like tree. a we kind of got into like a corner, didn't we? And yeah, I it was told a corner. you to stop and swing out and try yeah. to push that we tried to pinch that corner. And sure enough, yeah, as soon as you swung perfectly. out, that rooster got out. Yep. It worked perfectly. And that's the bird that's going on the wall, actually. That's the one that had the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a pretty bird. Biggest tail, so. That was that was a huge bird. You know, that was a monster. Did uh, did Maggie pick that one up? No, Mac did. No, did Maggie, yeah. Maggie dug that one out and flushed it, though. Yeah, Mac's yeah, no. kind of a, he's kind of a pig on retrieves. No, and, and Maggie's very, even just playing, she's very timid for whatever reason. She doesn't act like it as, like a, as a dog, but when it gets to playing, she's like, nah, that's all right. I don't need to get that bad. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, Mac, Max done enough like guided hunts and stuff too with other dogs where he's just kind of like, oh, there's a bird. On, I'm just going to go take it. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so yep. sorry about that. But, oh, um, that doesn't bother me. It was cool. It was, it was, it was, that's a very, that bird, uh, I have very vivid memories of that because we did push, we pushed birds, we pushed, I think we pushed that bird for a really long ways. Mm-hmm. And the dogs were working really well together. And um, you're right, Matt. Like, you know, I think that bird was probably trying to like sneak, sneak back and then swing out, get behind um, Mac and Josie who worked up ahead. And then Maggie was coming up there. You swung out, kind of pinched him in, and then she just dug him out and you made it, you made it sweet shot and drop that yep. drop that thing so nice. um 
No, that then we just kept first wild rooster, wasn't that? No, it was only my second one though. Oh, second one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I shot one last That's year awesome. and a few times I went, but yeah. And then uh like a hundred yards after that we flushed one and I had my um sling get caught up on the gun on the front of the gun, which has never happened in the probably eight years I've had a gun sling on. So that was pretty cool. Missed I know a lot of the hard and immediately uh... took it off. <laughs> Yep. The hardcore uh, upland hunters are probably cursing you out for having a gunsling out yep. in the upland fields. <laughs> yep. Immediately took that off, so yeah. learned my lesson there. Yeah. Hey, or hey, if you're not if you're not learning and making mistakes and having fun, what do you what are we doing out here, right? I mean, this is what, these yeah, these will make this is what makes good stories. Yeah, I promise it won't be on next year either. So. <laughs> lesson learned. So, <laughs> yeah did uh did we did we get in a bump another rooster and did you drop another rooster out of that spot that uh not on that side of the road we we tried to chase the one down that we flushed i think up towards the trucks and then we pushed that little section that was low lying like along the trucks and i want to say josie flushed a pheasant maybe or a hen maybe along the roadside that we worked pretty hard for yeah yep. i don't think we flushed another rooster though we kept trying okay. to chase the one down that flushed over that was like a i don't know clump of trees up towards the road we just never got on top of them again but on the other side of the road that's where we pushed that whole entire pond stretch then we thought that the along the field that wasn't quite quite cut um we thought we were going to get out of the wind there and we i think we basically pushed the whole other side and i shot that bird like 60 yards from the trucks right along the (laughs) <laughs> like uh it was kind of wetlands there like cattails and stuff and again along the fence line so and that was the one that you had missed the gunsling mishap correct uh, that was on the other side the one i shot across the road gunsling okay. was in the bag already gotcha for the second, <laughs> yeah. For the second one yeah 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 so you were uh, i mean then it was then it was time for lunch i mean let's let's yep. be frank i mean it, we were we worked we put on some miles um just in general on this trip, but yeah, we worked hard and um, there, and then it was time to like have the idyllic, like roadside cold sandwich and apple or whatever else you were having. Um, catch your breath, let the dogs catch their breath. Um, you know, get that little puppy out that I had to burn off some steam. Um, you know, let her, you know, just uh, not be cooped up in a kennel for too long. And then, um, then we moseyed on over. We drove, I think we we put on, we drove, what, 30 minutes to the next spot, I think was our last one, which was an awesome spot. Um, it was huge, too. The first stop we stopped at, we weren't even sure you could be at, and then we kept driving. Um, there was that one, there was some kind of questionably posted signs on that public land, and then... Oh, that's right, bit, yeah. I'm sc- a little yeah, bit farther up, there was another it. group, so you didn't know, you know how much actual space there'd be for this many people. So that's when we drove up and found the, that other spot. Yeah. And that was just a very picturesque piece of property. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. Sun was setting on that golden hour. And that was, that was a, it was like, that was actually like rolling hills and stuff. It was quite amazing actually. Right. And that was a waterfall production area. It was right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of ponds out there. And uh, it was like there was there was so many there were so many contours there was so much sort of looking for I want to say like texture there were so many different pieces of habitat like different habitats there too um, 
I think, you know, that was, it was, it was fun to see the weather was, it was pretty nice then. I think we were, except we were on top of the hill. We got, and we got smoked by the wind, but you could really tuck and get out of the wind in some of those spots. I was, um, that was a nice spot. I would go back to that spot just for the, just for the views and just for, um, some of the, the picturesque, like when you think about, you know, hunting wild birds, like some of those, some of those things, some of those stretches that we walked, it was, that's what I picture. That's what I picture it looking like. Yeah. And I got a couple of cool photos from that. I'll have to post once we uh, get going here. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, that was just sure. a beautiful sunset. Yeah. That was, for sure. That was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, you know, um, we, we do, <clears throat> we do, we do scratch one more rooster out of, um, out of that day on that spot. And I'm, the guy who shoots it is the guy who's shot the only birds. Who's the only guy who's had opportunities really to shoot birds that day. Yep. Hey, we shot, we shot a one man on day two. Yeah. That's right. We shot one man. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of where we learned to start looking into those patches kind of around those ponds. Like the more we walked that property, the more we were pushing hens out and bumping roosters farther out on those little thickets around the ponds. That's actually where I shot that third one was maybe right. got in there and flushed it out. And that was a learning experience for the next day as well. Yeah. yeah I think when we sure. came over the top of that hill, I, I saw that spot. And I don't know who I said it to, if it was Tyler or Matt, I said, there's going to be a rooster in there. Yep. And we walked down in there and sure <laughs> Absolutely enough. Absolutely was. Yeah. Yep. I think I think I was like 100 yards away from you guys in case he like <laughs> snuck out on the one side. But he like, he like got caught in there. I've never mm -hmm. seen a wild bird get caught like that. But yeah. Uh, it was, it was really, it was interesting. Cause it was that you're right. That was the spot where we like really started to put it together. Cause it was like, okay, you'd have hens that would be grouped up in, uh, like sort of the like thick swampy grass. And then you'd have the roosters who would sit in those, those, those willow thickets, those little yep. pockets of willows the thickets and the, the cattails. Yeah. It was extremely true the next day as well. Yeah. 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 The next day you had to leave, Matt. Yep. Which stunk. Um, yeah. So we went to a huge property. I don't even remember how many acres that was. It's over uh, 2,000. 2,000 and some acres. Yeah. It was just massive. But we got into a lot of birds on that one particular piece of property. We we did. It was, um, I think, though, that like <clears throat> when you look at it, when you pull through a property that's that large without like any intel, it it's, if we hadn't hunted like the previous day and, and had some intel on what we were looking for, it could be, be a little overwhelming to actually. Oh yeah. There. It's intimidating. You just, you yeah. really don't know where to go. Yeah. Cause we, we, we pulled up and already knew we were going to hit those ponds and kind of do the same thing as the day before. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're right. We would have pulled up. I mean, maybe you would have started along the fence lines and, but I mean, you could walk that property forever and still right. not finish it off. Right. Yeah. Like, I was fortunate to do that guys. Night. My buddy was at that same property the year prior and had sent me some pins. So we got pretty lucky to at least have somewhat of a general direction on how we yeah. could start. Yeah, it was good. I mean, we did, we used the intel that we had from, from people we talked to and then from, you know, our own assessment out there. It was, it was a, that was probably the coolest thing, um, you know, was, was, was going through that and figuring out where birds were going to be. But that day though was, horrific from a weather standpoint i forget um, how cold it was when we woke up in the morning it was single digits right 
Uh, that was the that was the next day, I think. Well, I think it was cold that day, but this was the day where was we like had the like teens the teens probably, and it was yeah. snowing, snowing, yeah. windy, and, and snowing. And yeah. it started. And then it turned to what, what time shooting? Eight eight o'clock, I think yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we probably left at seven, and it started snowing. Of course, six forty-five. I think was pretty much when it started. It snowed all you know, day. right on time for us to leave, and then snowed the entire time I was there and drove home. But, yeah, and we hunted the whole day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, we, what time, yeah, Matt. What time did you I depart? I had to leave at like probably ten, maybe ten or so. Yeah, I made it home and kind of worked the afternoon, so had to be around ten, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. We get we we pushed we pushed a few birds out, right? I think in that spot before you had to turn and head back toward the trucks. Actually, we pushed a lot of birds. We out. pushed a lot yeah, of birds. A lot of, a lot of hens. Bumped hey, we had we had bumps and roosters out front too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, way out in front. Um, then you had to you had to go, and then yeah, Jeff. Yeah, then then it was then we were down to two. So any thought of blocking anything was completely out of the question. Right. It was, it just, was just hope yeah. we can find a bird that'll sit, get a decent shot. Yeah. And you know, met, you know, we lost a dog though too, which is also which also hurts. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can't. There's so much ground, and, and there's so many birds, and the birds are, you know, especially at when we were at the end of November, beginning of December, you know, they're pretty smart. All the dead ones are, or that all the dumb ones are dead. So, you know, these birds have been hunted a lot, and having enough dog power, you know, is is was one of my big concerns. And then losing Maggie obviously hurt too. So, um, but. But we did pretty good, you know, despite the weather conditions. Yeah, we it, scratched another one out that day after Matt yeah. left. Yeah, we the weather just deteriorated like further oh, and further. Terrible. It further. turned into like a sleet, snow, ice. It was bad. I have I have video from that day. We're kind of like driving around, and it is like I rolled the window down. And you can just hear the wind whipping. Yeah, like thirty miles an hour across. Mm-hmm. Sleet is blowing. And we're like, man, I hope Max is going to make it back safely. Um, you know, maybe he should have called in sick and just hunted the rest of the day with us. <laughs> yeah, the dogs uh, got pretty beat up on day two, oh, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, they did. Day uh, so did your back, though, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were hurting that, before I, uh, I left. I was hurting right away in the morning when I woke up and yeah. my boots on. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. You know, I'm getting old. I got to stretch. My wife always tells me I have to stretch, but I never do, and I pay for it sometimes. With the simplest things, you know, putting your boots on or putting a t-shirt on or something. <laughs> That's the way yeah. it goes. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. But I, yeah. was, I was hurting pretty bad there, at least in the first half of the day. Yeah. And then we um, we pulled up to, I think, pulled up, we pulled up to this spot. Um, we, we had drove around it and um, there's a lot of, lot of water. So we were, you know, it had the... It had the the cover that we were looking for, um, and then you were like, "I'm gonna stay back for a little bit and just let my back rest." Um, warm truck, you know, just a, a little bit of time off. And I started walking, and I don't even know, like, it just got bigger and bigger. I don't even know where I, I ended up, like, making this big loop, and I got down into this spot, and uh, there was it was dead calm. I was like, "This is wild." like wild and then i got really lucky i had a, i saw this rooster like 300 yards in front of me sail off of private right into public and land and i'm like 
game on let's go like this might be my only chance all trip right here you know especially with his weather conditions because the next day looks pretty terrible too um and uh i was able to take it was just just me and mac and we worked him down eventually um uh i called i think jeff i called you right did i when did i call you and you got out of your truck and started walking toward me yeah it was before I think it was before that I had called you because I was getting a little concerned with the weather. Oh, yeah, that's right. I hadn't heard from you. So I tried calling you and made my way over there. I think I got to maybe within 100 yards and I heard you shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was, you know, um, I dropped, I dropped him at like, he's like 20 yards. Friends, probably the closest rooster shot that, you know, outside of Matt, um, having a few opportunities that were close that you dropped, like, you know, it was it was a pretty easy shot. He hits the ground and then just buries himself in there. And it took us like five minutes to dig him out. It was it was very, very interesting. Um, because I thought I just destroyed him too. But man, those wild birds though, they uh they keep they keep kicking. So we, we dug him out and then we went back. <laughs> and um we had we had a half day half day after that, right? To hunt before we headed for home, Jeff. Yeah, I think so. We did a we did a little push. I think that was towards the end where we it probably wasn't our greatest decision, but we decided to split up. I think one half was an IHAP and then there was another big chunk of public, maybe a half mile or so on a different gravel road. And we had the great idea to, okay, you're gonna how about you get out of the truck and start here? I'll go around, we'll meet in the middle somewhere. And it was blowing and snowing. It was probably not our, our greatest idea. Yeah, that was, yeah, that one wasn't, that one, uh, you had an opportunity. We we bumped a rooster off of that spot, though. We did. I bumped a rooster twice. I think I took a Hail Mary shot at the one just because I hadn't shot my gun yet on the trip. I was like, okay, enough is enough. I know I'm not going to make this shot, but I need to at least make sure my gun works. And then uh, I think we I think we bumped another one and you're something happened with your safety. It was a okay oh, moment or your gun jammed oh, or something gun. like that. Right. <laughs> I had some, yeah, I had some serious gun issues throughout the day or throughout the trip. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Moral of the story is I think I need to buy a new gun. Seems fair. That seems fair. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. We, we wrapped up the trip though on day three and it was like negative five. I think it was, it was so cold. It was so cold, like so cold. Um, we only had a half day to hunt, and it's like, okay, let's start covering ground because otherwise, I'm not going to survive. Um, and we, when we went back, we went back to that really large property because we knew there were birds there, and we got into them that day. I think we probably saw more roosters in that couple hour stretch than we did the whole rest of the trip i mean we saw a lot of roosters i mean we we probably scared 30 birds out of there i would guess yeah i could look i could i could tell you i have it on my phone here somewhere (laughs) i had it saved and now i can't find it yeah it's um either way we saw a lot of birds and we really had them we really knew exactly where they were going to be we had a really good idea you know they were in those willow thickets and we're we're getting them up yeah yeah we had um yeah that last half day we put 20 birds in the air 
um, eight of them were eight of them were roosters too. Yeah. So sounds and right. You 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 uh, you uh, cracked the egg too, right? I finally connected on one. It was only my third shot of the trip, <laughs> um, and it was it was another desperation shot. I think you had missed a couple times, and I was on the other side of these cattails, and this rooster gets up, and I only I had a flash probably a, a second long flash of this bird and decided to take a shot i couldn't even really tell if he went down oh he went down yeah he went down he dropped like 20 yards from me and i yeah i, missed, was, I was i was I only gonna I hit it hope before that third shot was gonna drop him i was, that, was telling me. that bird made us work too i mean that bird oh. took off running and i don't know how long it took us to find the bird i remember josie got hot on it on the other side of a hill and was just going absolutely bonkers yeah zigzagging i've never seen her work that hard for a bird yeah the and we, the, we really thought it was over and yeah. we kind of circled back to where we initially shot and she she found it it was it was it was uh, you were in the willow thickets you had both dogs and so like neither dog saw where the bird went down i did i ran up to where it was because and i i knew that bird when it hit the ground was still alive and tried to like figure out where it was and i couldn't and yeah we chased the thing like a hundred yards up this hill, down the backside. And yeah, there were different points where the dogs were going crazy. We swung a we swung back around, like the, the bird literally ran back around and circled back to where it landed. Right. And um, yeah. Um Josie pointed it, Mac dug in, picked it up, and it was like hallelujah. Here we go. I couldn't ever on that bird. Yeah. I was yeah. pretty excited. Yeah, everybody, everybody comes home with birds, so it was it was good. That's right. That was it? Yeah, that was a good way to that was a good way to end the trip too. It was. Yeah. So it goes a really good way. So I felt really good though too because I was like, at least you know, at least <laughs> I didn't I didn't want Jeff to come home only having fired his gun like twice the entire trip, and with none of those shots actually being that realistic of of connecting and, and dropping a bird. I mean, if we were shooting hens, I would have been finished by yeah. about eight thirty in the morning yeah. each day. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. that's true. Well, as, especially since Jeff drove, like Jeff and I rode together, so he drove, and it's like you know, hey, that's just the way it goes with hunting. I mean, it's just you're in the right spot at the right time. You don't know what the birds are going to do. You know, there's some days that it seems like the birds are getting up in front of one individual all day long, and then you know, yeah. the next time it's your turn. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. And I think, you know, looking back on this trip, like what, so for you guys, like what, um, what did you learn? Like, what are the big, what are the big takeaways for you? One or two? Matt, you want to go ahead? Sure. I mean, just, I'd say for me, it was just the, I don't know, the landscape is so different out there than from even where I am, like three hours east, you know, just kind of knowing what to look for even on online before you you get there the night before or whatever or now maybe months before kind of planning i think i would have maybe a different idea of maybe some more of those ponds with willow thicket you know and it could have been just that day right but i would certainly start there i think um if i was pinning some spots to think about for next time mm -hmm. i'd say the other thing is i guess i was i mean i hunt my dog pretty hard but I was overly surprised at how sore and beat up she was after uh, basically a day and a half. I've never seen her like that. Um, 
So there's not a lot more I could do. I even tried stretching her out before, but maybe having something for her after, you know, that full day or whatever, kind of thinking ahead there for her, for her sake anyway. Granted, those days of all the dogs. Yeah, day two, I mean, they got sent one time and that's like none of them were hurting, but, you know, they could barely make it up and down the stairs that morning, you know, one with a pheasant and it was all over and they're all, all, everything was forgiven, but I'd still like to maybe plan a little bit ahead for that, you know, hunting her that hard. For sure, yeah. It's always, it's hard to like, if we were doing a longer trip, like, and if I had like, so next time we go, like I'll have two dogs and I'll probably, if we go longer, I'll probably rotate them. When it's, when it's that short of a trip, it's hard to like take your dog out of the field though. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, that's always the balancing act. That's good. I like those. Jeff, what about, what about you? What did you learn before, during, after planning, well, prepping? The first thing is make sure you stretch before you uh, put your boots on in the morning. That was a, a big thing for me, especially after you, you're walking 10, 15 miles each day. Make sure you stretch it out real good <laughs> before you get up and moving. Um, the other thing was I, I learned a, a lot about scouting, you know, scouting basically virtually. Um, never been into an area, different state. You know, I, I don't have the luxury to just go drive around, you know, during the week after work and, you know, look, look at spots. You know, everything that we did ahead of time was all on Google Maps, Onyx. Um, so I, I learned a lot with that. I learned there's some pretty cool filters on Onyx. One of the big ones that I learned about was the uh, crop filter. You can actually filter by corn and soybeans. Um, and how most farmers do is they rotate their crops, beans one year, corn the next year. So putting on the soybean filter will actually tell you a good chunk of the time what fields are going to be corn that year that you're hunting. So that was a, a really good tip um, that I that I utilized quite a bit. You did, and I stole that from you. Yeah. So that was good. That's I didn't even know that existed. So I did, I did kudos to, to Onyx for having that on there. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that at all. That's good. I got to remember that one too for next year, and all future years too. That's right. All right, think, Tyler, uh, what did you learn? Yeah, I think so. First of all, to actually make this trip happen, right? I think the biggest thing is right. Instead of saying, um, instead of saying to my wife that, hey, you know what, I really need to take an out-of-state trip. It was, hey, you know what. Mac, he really deserves to chase wild birds, right? Positioning it as positioning as your dog needs to work, right? Because and then it that 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 turn that changes that changed uh Jess's mindset with it a little bit, right? I mean, he's you know, he's six now, so he's getting up there, you know, he needs to be rewarded for all the work and all the training and all the stuff. And it was like everything oh, yeah, he has to I put agree. up with at home. Yeah, I know, right? Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. He lives a he lives a rough life. <laughs> um, so, there was no pun intended there by the way i that's that was really bad but i, I really should try to do it yeah um that was i half joking but half serious with that um i think the other thing i mean we, we all we're all saying it though like the um learning how to scout for birds um what to look for like that was the biggest thing and that was i think that was the thing that you know, I would say I was most proud of that we were able to accomplish was just to look at an area, 100% public land, never been there, and just like 
figure out where the birds are going to be and put a, put a plan in place to go to go out and execute. And yeah, we didn't bring home a lot of birds. Um, we saw a lot. Like we we put yeah. What was like our grand total? We put uh, ninety birds. Yeah, we put ninety birds in the air in uh, like two and a half days plus one hour. You know, that's... so that's for being completely cold and a hundred percent DIY hunt that. Right. We split never the cost. Yeah, never been there. We split the cost of this trip cost us less than five hundred dollars a piece. Like, right? That's you know, like that's doing like a bare bones trip all yourself. Like that's, you know, if you can pinch a few pennies every month, you can afford to do something like this, which is cool. Right. And it's really not cool. like we stayed in our trucks either. I mean, we stayed at a no. nice place. Yeah. We went out to eat a couple nights, and it still was reasonably priced for a out of state trip. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right um what was the what was the one thing like the top thing that you really enjoyed about the trip or about the hunt i mean i'd have to say my first iowa you know limit of roosters in one day was pretty spectacular <laughs> yeah but yeah, again like rub you it said, in rub it in <laughs> yeah but yeah like you said though i mean it's complete luck there's no reason that i mean obviously jeff you shooting lefty right so you kind of have to arrange ourselves a little bit different yeah. but yeah jeff i mean there's it's no your reason fault. me and me and tyler couldn't have been a different spot or like you know we were swinging a different corner like i just happened to be there there's really no rhyme or reason that it happened it's just the way it goes yeah yeah, yeah jeff and next year it might be completely different you could be like me and yep. not shoot your gun at all yeah could be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean jeff if you if you didn't shoot backwards maybe you would have you know had one of those opportunities yeah it's true i, I catch a lot of flack for shooting lefty but i'm proud i'm proud yeah, to be you, lefty yeah uh, <laughs> even though my uh, gun selection is a little bit limited compared to you guys but i gotta okay. stick with the old tang safeties <laughs> it's all right hey make it work right yep all right Jeff, what uh, what about you? What's the what's what's one thing that you really enjoyed about the trip? You really liked? It's just being out there and seeing new property. You know, it, that's really all it is for me. I just love pulling up to a spot and just walking. Right. Um, that's that's really the main thing for me. I just love being outside. Yeah, that's good. Simple. No, it's good. You told me that the I think the first time we we hunted together in the rain too. You're like, I just I like the physicality of of pheasant hunting. I do. It's great exercise. I get bored very easily, um, which is why you won't really see me out in the deer stand for more than you know four or five hours at a crack. I generally get a little too antsy and have to walk around or go in or do something, um, which is why I love pheasant hunting so much. I just get to walk around and exercise and check out new chunks of land. And yeah, you never know what you're going to come across. That's true. That's very true. <clears throat> I think, uh, I think for me, like the, the one, like the, my big takeaway was like, we, we worked really hard for birds. We didn't bring all that many. We worked really hard for them. And I enjoyed, um, I had really enjoyed working that hard. I mean, we, we hiked 10 to 15 miles every day. Like we, we, we wore out our boots, um, you know, trying to track down birds and that, like, I enjoyed that piece of it and like really working for it. Like that was the, it may sound like, oh, wouldn't it be great if you just go on a piece of private and, you know, limit out? Yeah, it would be, but like, that's, 
you know, there's something to be said for like working through obstacles and working really, really hard and then having that little bit of payoff at the end, like the delayed gratification. Right. So much um, more rewarding when you actually yeah. put in the, the leg work. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then uh last question here, then we're gonna we're gonna uh say our goodbyes because it's getting to be 9 30, which means it's probably past my bedtime here. Um uh, what would you do differently? What's the one thing you do differently? Maybe it's two things. I think the big thing for me is just, I wish I had more time to scout in person. Like I had mentioned before, you know, virtual scouting, you can only do so much, right? You can only do so much from the aerial views and the Google street views and things like that. You know, if we had more time, which I know is very difficult um, at the stages we are in our life, you know, it'd be nice to, to just drive around a couple of these spots and actually pick out spots and have a plan for the next day, as opposed to just showing up and hoping for the best. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if you limit out, right, if we had a three man limit, then we have time to drive around and, you know, scout out for the next day too. That's true. That's true. true. But we may do with what the time we had. That's for that's sure. True. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, Matt, what's the one thing what's the one thing you do differently? Really, there isn't much. I, I agree with Jeff. It's it was hard to pre-scout kind of, I guess, with what I had in mind. Um, so some of the properties I was looking at was what I thought might have worked, at least from where I'm around from. Uh, and that didn't translate as well when we were there. So, you know, that Sunday night or Monday after a full day, you know, you're looking for the next day, it kind of completely changes what I had anticipated. So um, I think if we kind of took the same game plan, it, it, it'd go a little better maybe earlier next year. Yep. I disagree with that at all. <clears throat> Why you, Tyler? I would say, I, I know I just said I love working for birds, but I would say if we could find one private land spot to limit out on and really reward the dogs, that'd be amazing. <laughs> hey, we, we tried. I, I was on that yeah, phone a few times. Yep. And I connected yeah. with the guy, actually. I thought we were going to get on that chunk of land. He was thinking yeah. about it. He was. He was. That was pretty good for a cold call, too. You really sold him. Yeah, I don't even know how I ended up finding his number. I think I Google searched his name and ended up finding, finding his number somehow. Yeah, I can't believe he answered. But, yeah, I been like voicemail. Uh, outside of that, I think for me, I'm looking at not just the, like the days we're in the field, but just the preparation piece. I think... Uh, you know, doing a better job of preparing further in advance, you know, like not, not being so last minute with stuff, definitely a big takeaway for me and someone that I really want to work on for future out-of-state trips. Like we can pull it off again this year. Uh, that would be, that would be the thing that I'm thinking about, which means that, well, it's already March. I probably better get going then, or it's going to be, you know, June or July. I'm going to be in the same predicament. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So I think well, that's what are you waiting for? Pick a date. Uh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I don't want to be excited for in the off season here, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I don't. What am I waiting? Well, well. So I did just get back from the uh, from the Iowa Deer Classic as we went to the the trade show there uh, for Ogays Hunter and talked to a number of people about pheasant hunting, and so we may have a lead on some private land in the general area. So I had someone who. Um, uh, was like, hey, yeah, you want to? He like we talked for a while, and then he left, and then he came back just to tell me that, hey, if I if you want to come pheasant hunt, 
you know, on my private line, you can absolutely just let me know. And he gave me his number. So we might be in. I like it. Yeah. Keep that number. Yeah. Don't lose it. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it down. I have his name in there. We we exchanged a few text messages already. And he's like, I can't believe you remember my name. I'm like, oh, no, it's you're you're a safe You're like it's like first name, last name, and where it says the company in, in, in your iPhone, it says guy from Iowa Deer Show who invited me to hunt on his land. Nice. Yes. Yeah, can't forget that one. So so if I forget his name, I can just search that in context and we should be good. All right, start looking at the calendar. I'm ready. Okay. All right. All right. Let's uh let's uh let's wrap up from here. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you for uh tuning in. Uh, we'll be back with another one here on another another fun topic. And pretty soon we're gonna bring on some guests, I think. So that'll be great. Um on that, I hope you learned something. If you have feedback for us or you want to give us some on our next out of state trip, uh please reach out to us on uh, social media. Um, and uh, let us know. We're we're always happy to learn and eager to learn. That's what this is all about.